Hello everyone, this is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church in Hartford, Connecticut. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Learning Corridor located at 15 Vernon Street in Hartford. We hope you can join us on Sunday mornings. And whenever you can, our sermons are also posted here on this podcast. And we also record our services through Periscope, both live at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can access through our Twitter account. And it also stay up for you to watch afterwards as well. And again, you can access that through our Twitter account, Hartford City Church. Today we want to continue our series in going deeper in James, looking at different kinds of wisdom that we have in the world. Well, actually, two kinds of wisdom, worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. And we'll be looking at James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18 today. Again, this is part of our series of going deeper in James. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, two kinds of wisdom. I will be reading again today the scripture passage from two different versions of the Bible, first from the New International Version, and then reading it again from the Message Version of the Bible. Um, Thank you for joining us uh, today, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening. And my prayer is that God's word will sink into your life and begin to bring about the visible transformation of us becoming more like God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Here then is the scripture reading for this podcast. James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13 through verse 18. Two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And again, James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13 from the message version of the Bible. Live well and live wisely. Do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well, live wisely. Live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk, that counts. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you are wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourselves sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish conniving. Whether you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throat. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. Well, wisdom, as it was defined by the ancient Hebrews, meant the ability to live life well. This could include being smart, but it's so much more than that. 
We all know people who are extremely intelligent, but they don't seem to live life well. The absent-minded professor, the scatterbrained genius, the single-minded artist who can't seem to have good relationships with other people come to mind as examples of that. Wisdom, for the writers of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Job, some of the wisdom books of the Old Testament, was about knowing how to make life work. Knowing how to glide between what we control and what we can't. A wise person was someone who was an artist who knew how to create and capture emotion in a way that everybody could relate to. Or a wise person was someone who could plan meals and cook and keep a family not only fed but always have enough for everyone who drops by. Uh, a wise person was a winemaker who could know the soil and the seeds and how to manage the changing weather conditions and how to pick and crush and age the right grapes in the right way so that her wine was exquisite and everyone loved it. The book of James in the New Testament has many similarities to the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. James is definitely in the flow of the type of literature known as wisdom literature. James is concerned that when it comes to being a Christian that we live a life of faith and we live it well. His concern is not just for head knowledge or belief that just stays in our hearts. He wants us to live it out and to live well and right according to our faith and beliefs. So in this section, James points out that there are two kinds of wisdom, worldly wisdom and true or godly wisdom. Meaning, of course, that the wisdom of this world is really not wisdom at all. But let's take a look first at what he calls the wisdom of the world. He says that mean-spirited ambition is not wisdom. Now, ambition is that drive or desire to succeed. And it's not a bad thing in and of itself, but it's not good when it's combined with envy, wanting what someone else has, or a mean spirit towards other people. If we are only concerned about ourselves, then we're not wise. So someone may be totally successful in their field, and on the surface, that would appear to be wisdom, like they're living life well. But if that person succeeds at the expense of others, then it is a false wisdom. You see, true wisdom always seeks to do what is good for others and the most good for everyone. Second thing James says about worldly wisdom is that boasting that you are wise isn't wisdom. For you see, humility is a sure sign of true wisdom. Therefore, arrogance and boasting is a sign of worldly wisdom. People who have to talk about how wise they are, how smart they are, how successful they are, how many awards they've won, how many people they know, how many connections they have, that's not really a wise person. That's just a person full of hot air. You can't be wise and go around telling everyone how wise you are. In fact, when I'm looking for wisdom, it's not the unsolicited, unasked-for advice that someone feels compelled or quote-unquote led to give me that I see as wisdom. That's not true wisdom. When I need wisdom, I will go and ask someone who is humble and wise, and I will seek them out and ask them to share with me their wisdom. Uh, wisdom doesn't go around puffing itself up and forcing itself on other people. Finally, James says that twisting the truth to make ourselves sound wise isn't wisdom. And we know that the world will twist the truth of God in so many, many ways. But we must take care that that is not wisdom. It's just trying to make ourselves look better. Don't spend any effort trying to make yourself look better than you really are, and you will become truly wise. You're not hiding in the shadows any longer, but you're living in the full light of God's truth and grace when you're honest about yourself. Therefore, you will not get wisdom from the news media. You're not going to get wisdom from politicians' speeches. You're not going to get wisdom from anyone with a self-serving agenda. I know this sounds very cynical, but Jesus said that wisdom is proved right by her actions or deeds. In other words, the fruit that is produced. So I will wait and see if anything good and beautiful comes out of our current media or our current political leaders, and then I will know if true wisdom can be found in any of those places. 
But let's talk about true wisdom for a minute, because we know that true wisdom comes from above, or in other words, it comes from God and only from God. James talks about true wisdom in this passage, and he says, first of all, it's holy, which means it's pure. It's reflective of God's nature and God's character. True wisdom will reflect the nature and character of God. True wisdom is getting along with other people. True wisdom will bring harmony and not division, and that's why there's not so much wisdom in our society right now. True wisdom is gentle and reasonable. That means it treats our enemies with care and in a calm way that it makes sense to our sense of common sense. True wisdom is overflowing with mercy and blessings. True wisdom recognizes that mercy triumphs over judgment, that love wins, God's love wins, and seeks forgiveness, reconciliation, restoration, and healing between people. True wisdom is discovering what is best for others and for the world that I live in, knowing that in the end, it will also be the best for me. True wisdom is not two-faced. Our wisdom must be shown in our actions and in the way our life is lived. Finally, James says that if we want to live wise and live well, we must do the hard work of getting along with each other. That is the true path of wisdom. And he gives us two things to guide us in that direction, to work for peace and to treat each other with dignity and honor. And really, those two things are one thing. For if we treated everyone with dignity and honor, we would be bringing about peace in this world. So what does this mean? I have some very practical thoughts that I want to challenge all of us with this morning, yourself as well as myself, that we should treat everyone with dignity and honor. So first of all, we should treat with dignity and honor our local, political, national leaders, our policemen, our military servicemen and women, our teachers, bosses, parents, everyone in authority over us, we should treat with dignity and honor. We should also treat with dignity and honor people from communities who have lost their loved ones due to police brutality or addiction or neighborhood violence or any other cause. We need to treat with dignity and honor the people who have suffered injustice in any shape or form for any reason, especially those who've suffered injustice because of the color of their skin. We need to treat them with dignity and honor. We also need to treat people who've experienced privilege and power because of the color of their skin with dignity and honor. We need to treat with dignity and honor people we like and people we don't like, our family and friends and our enemies, people that think and believe like us and people that don't. You see, at Hartford City Church, that is what we are committed to most of all. Our motto, our values are simply stated as love all, serve all, and welcome all. And that means that we seek to treat everyone with dignity and honor. You listening today, whoever you are, no matter where you come from, what your background is, you have value today because you have been made in the image of God. You have been loved by God. God has a divine destiny and purpose for your life. You have been gifted by God. Christ died for you and rose again for you. Christ wants to give you his love and his salvation. And this truth applies not only to you, but to each and every single person on the face of this earth. James recognizes that the work will be hard, but he challenges us to do the hard work. So I challenge you today, do the hard work of treating each other with dignity and honor and getting along with everyone, and then you will be a truly wise person. You can begin your path to wisdom today. You can call or text somebody. You can get together for coffee or lunch this week with somebody. You can reach out to someone new at church that you don't know that well yet and start living out your wisdom by living well with each other. May God give us at Hartford City Church and everyone listening to this podcast 
his wisdom to live our lives well and to live it right and to get along with others by treating everyone with dignity and honor and respect for the sake of Jesus Christ, who loved the world and gave himself for us. And it's in his name that I pray a blessing upon all of you listening today. Amen.